Do you want to change your life? Change your thinking. Change your life. Do you want better relationships? Change your thinking. Change your life. Do you know the potential of who you are today? Who you can become? Change your thinking. Change your life. Join Dr. Preston Rich as he helps you to change your thinking, to change your life. From the military to corporate to the classroom, Dr. Rich shares his experience and knowledge to help others be their best selves. In this fast-paced world that we live in, we tend to forget how special we are. Doc Rich says you are perfectly imperfect and uniquely amazing. And we're going to act like it. Call in or listen in as Doc Rich speaks. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Dr. Preston Rich. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Rich. Like she said, I am here in Frisco, Texas, here to try to inspire, try to tickle your mind, try to get you to change your thinking, to change your life. Uh, Today, uh, we are still in the midst of the coronavirus, uh, the United States is actually dealing with more cases than Italy. And uh, I guess I think they're going to more cases from uh, China, more cases than China. We have now, just like Americans, we have now surpassed everyone else in doing uh, things. We have become the most infected uh, with the virus. And I believe that With this, we will be able to come up with a cure. Uh, With this, we will be able to see, to show the other nations that we are victorious over this virus. I think that we are the best country, the best nation in the world. And uh, I think that we will be able to come out of this on top. Now, today in the podcast, I want, number one, I want you guys to keep your heads up. Uh, Here we are on Friday. Well, yeah, today is a Friday. And uh, we are looking at uh, the first week for many of you. This is the first full week of working from home. This is the first full week of homeschooling. This is the first full week of leading others remotely. This is the first week of uh, being led remotely. So I put together a couple of things. Actually, I've put together several things, but I'm not going to inundate you with all of it today. I will give you some things. Today, I want to talk about change and transformational leadership. Probably not in that order. I'll probably go with transformational leadership first because the last podcast I did was talking about, I talked about a toxic work environment and there are certain things that people will be able to do as far as leaders. Uh, Number one, to actually uh, understand or identify a toxic work environment. Uh, Number two... Uh, you will be able to ensure that this toxic work environment does not infiltrate into other things to where it de- it deletes or dissipate or excuse me or uh, denigrates your productivity. Uh, I think that we all have an opportunity here as leaders uh, and companies uh, have an opportunity here to ensure that toxic work environments don't take over. And it also ensures that we also have the opportunity uh, to ensure that our workers stay connected, uh, engaged, involved, and productive. And one of the main things that we have to do, however, is to show them that they belong. 
Uh, as leaders, you're going to have to get 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 in get in gear. You're probably going to have to change your leadership style if you're not already a transformational leader, which I don't know why more companies don't uh, foster this idea. Uh, there's a lot of things that people try to talk about with transformational leadership, but really they're just transactional. Now, mind you, you can't have transformational leadership without having transactional leadership. The two were actually derived at the same time or developed at the same time with Bass and Burns. I'm not going to go into the seminal articles or the seminal information that started this, but go ahead and read about it if you want to. You can Google it. You can go to scholar.google.com to get peer-reviewed data about it, the things that we as PhDs read and contribute to. The funny part about that is a lot of that stuff that is in scholar.google.com never gets to corporate because who's who wants to read a scientific article? No, that's kind of boring to people who are not, you know, nerds. So here I am as a person, as a conduit, if you will, to try to explain some of that, break it down into the terms of that you can actually use in corporate. Okay, transformational leadership. Well, let's let's first of all, my name is Dr. Preston Rich. I am here uh, to help you to change your thinking, to change your life. I truly believe that your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become habits, habits become character, and your character becomes your destiny. If you want to change your destiny or change your thinking or change the direction of your, excuse me, change your direction of your life, you need to change your thinking. If you need to change the way you want to talk, you need to change the way you think. Everything starts with a thought. So having said that, I am thinking that I want to explain to you some of these items, and I want you to actually log on to my uh, log on to my website. I want you to get onto my social media, Doc Rich Speaks, just like the podcast name, Doc Rich Speaks. If you want to email me, you can email me at doc at prestonrich.com. You can get online to go to prestonrich.com and engage with me there. Uh, if you want to get into Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or YouTube, you go to my YouTube channel to see some of the videos, and you'll also be able to catch the podcast, the MP3, or excuse me, the voice part of the podcast, obviously all the podcasts are, uh, you will be able to catch those on YouTube, you can download them, you can go out anywhere, you can go into Apple Podcasts, you can go into Google Play Podcasts, you can go into Deezer, Podcast Addict, you can go to several of those that I distribute to, SoundCloud, any one of them. The main thing that I want you to do is ensure that if you find something that you can use, just a nugget, if you find anything that you can use, please tell a friend, have them subscribe to my podcast, Hell, tell your boss, tell your managers, tell your CEOs, tell everyone about the things that Dr. Rich is trying to do. I hope that I come across as very genuine, which I am. If anybody knows me, they know that I sit here and I pretty much don't bite my tongue. I say what's on my mind. A lot of times I try to, all the time, I try to ensure that I think before I speak. Uh, and then again, I am human. Sometimes some things come out before I'm able to fully think about them. This is not the case here. So let's get to it. Number one, transformational leadership involves four concepts, or we call them the four eyes in, in academia. And transformational leadership, number one, is a leadership style that influence that uses uh, influence, uh, stimulation, motivation, and consideration to see the best in the individuals that they lead and to 
communicate or help those people get to a point where they are from one point to another and gets them to a point where they probably never thought they could get. See, as a transformational, well, as a leader, you should be able to identify the potential in your in your people. If you can't identify that potential in your people, then you probably don't know the potential in yourself. So the first thing you need to do is identify the potential in your people. And when you try to take yourself out of the equation and get your people to where you think that they could be, then you start to become a transformational leader. Now, this is, I'm going to tell you something. Leadership is not for the faint of heart. You know, people always talk about leadership. Oh, I'm a great leader. If you ever hear anyone say they're a great leader, they're not. The people that tell people that, that how you how you understand if someone is a great leader or not is you talk to the people they've led. And if those people are still still trying to be led by these folks, if these people are in different positions, if these people have advanced their careers because of these individuals, those individuals are great leaders. The people that self-identify, I am a great leader. They're not. They're looking to be a great leader. Those are transactional leaders because some leaders think that because they get things done, that they're great leaders. Nope. They're transactional. They get things done. You know, it's it's funny. People gauge themselves on how much they get done as opposed to how many people they develop. Transformational leaders gauge themselves on how well they develop their subordinates, how well they develop their teammates. And it's not even subordinates. Subordinate, I hate that word, really. Uh, you develop your teammates. You know, a lot of times people don't understand why they turn around and they have nobody on their team. It's because they left you. Yep, you. They left you. You Here you are thinking you're the grand by leadership and find out that, you know what? Uh, when people come to you and they leave you, you're, you don't ever leave them or they never leave you better than they were when they started, than, than you started. If If you are a person who comes to a scene and you have individuals on your team and those individuals are in the same position that they were when you leave you're not a leader you didn't do anything to lead them you were just there you were getting getting things done so to speak leaders gauge themselves on how well others advance so let's talk about transformational leadership there's four eyes in transformational leadership the first eye is individualized excuse me idealized influence the second one is intellectual stimulation. The third is inspirational motivation. And the fourth is individualized consideration. People, these are not in any kind of sequence. These are the, the main thing I want you to understand is they're four eyes and that's what they are. Uh, idealized influence. An idealized influence is where leaders use their ideals to influence their team. Now, this way, when they when they use their ideals to influence their team, it's not so much as a a person getting someone to follow them, because clearly followers do not determine how great a leader you are. There are so many people who are bad leaders that had great that had a bunch of followers, and we see that all the time. No, it's about the amount of people who are actually following you because they believe in what you see. They believe in your vision. And if, if, if that's the case, uh, as a transformational leader, number one, you have to have a vision. Number two, you have to actually provide the clear vision. And number three, you have to inspire the individual to see your vision and take that vision on as their own. As a matter of fact, if you're a true transformational leader, you, you show your vision. And then you allow the individual 
to create their own vision based on what you saw for them. Now, you do this by practice. You know, this isn't anything that you wake up and say, hey, I'm a transformational leader. No, you do this with practice. But the bottom line is you have to understand that leadership is a one to many relationship, one of you to many people. If you don't get it right, you've affected so many people exponentially. You know, you 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 know, if I, I always call it ABCD syndrome, a people hire a people. Okay, and A people sometimes, yeah, no, A people hire A people, B people hire C people because they want the C people to make them feel like they're A people. And then C people try to follow suit and they get the the worst of the worst because of the fact they're trying to be like the B people who are actually trying to be like the A people. But the bottom line is A people recognize A people and they hire those. Now, you're probably asking, well, why wouldn't an A person hire a B person? Well, B people have no teachable spirit. In order for you to have, and you can be in, you can be an A person, but if, but and and in a position to where you're subordinate to someone else, that doesn't mean that you're a B person. That just means you're an A person that hasn't been recognized yet. And as long as you keep a teachable spirit, you will be finally recognized by someone or some faction of of the leadership that will pluck you and say, hey, I want you to lead so and so. If that's the case, then you get your opportunity, you use your teachable, you use the tools that you learned while you were having your teachable spirit, and you pass that on to other people. This is how great leaders pass on their information. One of the things, one of the things that you have to understand as a leader is none of the stuff is about you. A lot of times leaders think everything's about them. They can't give a speech. They can't do anything. You ever gone to somewhere and you're listening to someone who calls themselves a a motivational speaker and they've got a 20 minute spot and for 18 minutes they talk about themselves. Here's what I did and here's how I did it and they have two minutes to give you something. No, that should never be. If you see that, walk out. If you have a person who's speaking to you about leadership or motivating you, the majority of their speech should be focused on you. When I give my speeches, I I focus a minute and 45 seconds on me. If people want to know about you, they can read it in your bio. They can put it. You can put it on a slide at the end, at the end, at the end, at the end, because leadership is not about you. When you're speaking as a motivational speaker, you're speaking for them, not for yourself. So never get up and talk to everyone else about you. That's just one of the rah rah sis boom ba things that you have, and it's really showing that your insecurity of being a motivational speaker or an influencer. If you want to be a powerful influencer, you need to understand the rules of transformational leadership or the veins of transformational leadership, or the concepts, the tenets of transformational leadership. The bottom line is leadership is about influencing others through your actions, through your ideals, through your cognitions, and through the things that make others better. It has nothing to do with making you better. So get out of that. If you're a leader, if you're a person who wants to take a leadership position to make yourself better and think it's about you, you're in the wrong field. Leadership is about selflessness. Leadership is about faith showing others how to get ahead. Leadership is the thing is the thing that will make or break you and likewise will make or break your team. The second thing, one of the second eyes is intellectual stimulation. Now, no one wants to work for anyone 
work for anyone or with anyone they don't learn from. You have to be able to stimulate your teammate's mind, your team's minds. You have to be able to stimulate. They have to come to work hungry to learn from you every day. You have to make it fun. You have to make it make yourself accessible. You have to help them to understand how to think on their own because you're not going to be there all the time. You have to encourage others to innovate and form new ideas on their own. Now, if you don't know how to innovate or, or, or develop new ideas, then you're not going to be able to show others. You see how this is kind of going right back to you to say you have to get yourself in order before you can call yourself a leader. If you have no concept of how to innovate or create new ideas or you're so hell bent, rigid in a box, you will never be a great leader. You have to take the box, throw it away. There's no such thing as a box in leadership. Every individual, every individual who you lead has to be led in a different way. In the United States military and the NCO, United States Air Force, I went to NCO Academy, excuse me, NCO uh, Leadership School back when I was a senior airman. And I had to learn about uh, situational leadership. And we started talking about, you know, whether it was you were doing telling or selling or participating or delegating. And this is this still holds true to this day. You know, when you get new people, you have to tell them what to do. You have to pretty much lead them when you and then as they go forward in their in their training, you have to sell the ideas because it's much like when you learn something new, you think you can do it, you know, forever and ever. or You think you can do it without supervision. And sometimes people tend to get arrogant based on the new skills that they have. And when they do, you have to kind of sell your idea to them because they are thinking that they know everything now. And then when you get to participating, that's one of the things where the, the, resp- the level of responsibility still yours, but the level of trust goes up. And when you start to ask your subordinates, or, excuse me, there's the word again, ask your teammates to for their input on how to get things done. And then as your trust has developed and you have a solid record of trust, then you start to delegate. At this point, when you start to delegate, you delegate the authority, but you do not delegate the responsibility. As a leader, you have the ultimate responsibility for your team. That doesn't mean that they can just just because you give them the authority to do something. If they do it wrong, it's still on you. If they do it wrong, it's still on you. If they do it wrong, it's still on you. I was at a company where I was a project manager, and one of my team, one of the people on my team miscalculated something, and it came to a $30,000 uh, oversight to where our project was short $30,000. No one on the team, no one on the team, my upline, no one wanted to go to our VP, our executive VP at the time, to say they needed $30,000 more dollars. Well, I did, and I went into his office, and it was a five-minute conversation. It, it Actually, it was a 20-minute conversation. Five minutes was, yes, you can have the $30,000. Fifteen minutes was him asking me who was the person on the team that did this. For 15 minutes, I battled that man and said, it was me. Why did I say it was me? Because he wanted to know who was the person that actually had the miscalculation. And my answer every time, he asked me six times, my answer was me. You know why? Because as a leader, it's your responsibility for that team. You should never put your teammate out to your upline to say that this person is the person that should be in trouble. Because number one, that's a coward. 
Number two, you're supposed to be there for your people. Whenever I lead teams, I have two what I like to call richisms. Number one, don't ever get me blindsided. Number two, no one messes with my people. And I don't care if you, I don't care, short of being Jesus Christ, don't mess with my people. Period. End of story. And that is the thing that you have to ensure that you give your people to ensure that they keep going. Your level of push has to be the same, whether they want to steer themselves into the organization to be to, to bigger and better things, or they want to steer their way out of the organization. Your level of push should always be the same. Consistent pressure, teachable, teaching them in a way of, of understanding, of, of fostering education and empathy and helping them to develop their own ideas. Intellectual stimulation and transformational leadership involves you as a leader making sure that they, as, as teammates, understand how to think and giving them the ability to do so on their own. Number three, inspirational motivation. Now, I don't think that I have to go into a long soliloquy here to explain to people what inspirational motivation is. But in case you don't know, inspirational motivation is pretty much where you're happy to communicate high expectations to individual followers and motivate them on a singular level to gain their commitment to a shared organizational or team belief. You have to get this is where you try to get people committed. Okay? You have to get people committed. Okay? When I say committed, that means I talked about this earlier on another podcast about the difference between commitment and compliance. You have to get people to commit to your vision. And in order for you to do that, you have to consistently motivate them. Now, three of the top th- three of the of the content theories of motivation that we talk about all have to deal with relatedness or belonging or, or affiliation. What you have to do to ensure that you inspire folks and keep them motivated is you need to be able to relate to them on a level other than, well, I'm your boss and you're, I'm your manager and you work for me. No, that doesn't work anymore. That stop, whatever. If you're doing that, stop. And the only thing, and I, Ooh, stop threatening people with their jobs. Oh, I hate that. People, oh, if you don't do it this way, I'll take your job. So they were looking for a job when they found that one. Stop doing that. That's old. That's old stinking thinking. That's old. It's antiquated. You're a dinosaur. Step up. Pull up. You can't do it that way anymore. Well, you can, but you won't be a leader long, especially in today's environment where you have a mill- the, uh, the millennials in the workplace and basically the millennials shape their job around their around their lifestyle. And that's just how it is. It's just kind of funny because we try to tell people work life. We try to tell people in their businesses, well, you need to have workplace balance, work life balance. And then when the millennials came in, they did give work. They took work workplace they took work-life balance to the extreme, and they pretty much changed. They turned it upside down. I'll do another podcast about the, the effect that millennials have had on the workplace, and a lot of people look at this as a negative. I look at this, I look at this as a positive. Right now, you know, people, you need to understand that at this time right now is the time where you need to polish up and have your strong leadership skills. This time right now in this coronavirus deal, 
you're going to weed out. This is so refreshing to me because it's going to weed out those who are not good leaders. This is the cutting time, the threshing floor, if you will, to where all the bad seeds are going to be pulled out. And you're going to actually see your leader or your manager or whoever you report to fail or succeed based on this information. Because if the only thing they have in their repertoire is fear, hey, buddy, you're out of there. Individualized consideration. Now, leaders, effective and efficient leaders, actually look to create a, a, a diverse and supportive environment where you can have individual differences celebrated and respected. Now, this is, a, this is a problem for a lot of folks who don't understand that everybody does not cut from the same cloth. Everybody doesn't worship the same God, sleep with the same person, have the same family structure. They don't. Nor should they, should they have to to be able to work on your team. So many times people get caught up in this whole thing of this is the type of worker that I want and this is what they're going to do. Who died and told you that you're in charge of everybody else's life? I really don't understand that, how people do this kind of mess and they still get jobs as leaders. It's, it is ridiculous. It's crazy to see this. I don't understand it. So stop doing it. If you're not a person who looks to deal with each of your individual teammates personally as an individual and to respect their individual needs, you will never be able to relate to them, which means you will never be able to motivate them, which means you will never get production out of them, which means eventually they will leave because if they have any sense and semblance of sense in their head, if they're ever at a job where you're stagnating them, they will leave. And I hope they do. Remember, Dr. Rich's get a box theory. If they're not treating you the way that you want to be treated, get a box and leave. Never stay at a job where people try to stifle you. The whole you need to be able to bring this is so crazy because HR departments and companies all the time say we welcome the you. We want you in this. We want you here. And the only people I really see doing that is places like USAA, uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, Southwest Airlines. Kudos to those companies that allow people to be individuals and, and, and really trying to figure out why somebody does something outside of the job, especially if they're doing the job and meeting the expectations of their job description, it's none of your daggone business what they do outside of their organization. And you need to understand that you're not hiring a worker, you're hiring an individual. An individual. And you need to be able to consider said individual the way they need to be considered in order to continue to have them what? Motivated and continue to be what? Related to them and continue to get the best them you can get. Now, people, I gave you a lot. I gave you a lot today. It's like teaching a class. And I think I was going to go into uh, change management, but I think I'm going to save that to another for another podcast because those are kind of eight steps. I'm going to actually be using John Cotter. If anybody wants to know, it's John, J-O-H-N, Cotter, 
capital K-O-T-T-E-R, not Carter, Cotter, K-O-T-T-E-R. And Cotter has eight steps to change. And I, I'm, I'm one of the people who actually looks at this and gets excited about change. You know, you can look at there's people. Have, you have eight steps. You have 16 steps, 12 steps. Really, if you want to look at it, you know, Kurt Lewin said people change in three steps. You know, they, they stop doing what they were doing. They learn something new and then they do that thing differently. So really, you know, Cotter kind of expanded in three steps, excuse me, from three steps to eight steps. And somebody came on top of Cotter and made it in 12 steps and somebody came over them and made 16 steps. Yeah. Bottom line is people change the way they change. And you as a leader have to respect this and have to embrace this and have to ensure that as a leader, you keep having them do it. Now, people, transformational leadership. I talked about it today. Getting people to see your vision for them and inspiring them to get it done. There's four eyes to transformational leadership, idealized influence, intellectual stimulation, inspirational motivation, and individualized consideration. These are the four eyes in transformational leadership. And if you work on that as a leader, you will ensure that you don't lose the people that you have and you'll be able to foster foster. Uh, a great work culture, a great work environment, and you actually will be transformational. Hey, folks, again, uh, you're going to hear about it on my trailer on how to get in touch with me. I want to hear from you folks. I, I haven't heard from I've heard from maybe two people. Uh, and uh, I want to, sh- you know, shout out to those folks who, who I know. Uh, yes, we are still out here in Frisco, Texas, doing our thing. Uh, the homeschooling thing is coming along. And oh, my God, I think teachers need to be paid triple because I can't seem to get my kid. And as my kid, I can't seem to get my kid to stay in his chair long enough to do his work. But little Preston does his work. He gets things done. Shout out to Frisco Montessori Academy, uh, Miss Mullins, his teacher, Miss Bendazoo, all the folks over there at Frisco Montessori, they've had to actually make a switch, make a change. And that's one of the things that I'm going to talk about in my next podcast, I promise to you folks. I have a couple of new hot, fresh ones coming up, and I want you guys to listen to those. Hey, in this time right now, we need each other. We need each other. We need each other. And if you are a person who doesn't understand that, then you have to, you need to open up your mind because you need to foster and maintain a teachable spirit. Folks, that's my time. I thank you for giving me that time. And if no one's ever told you, Doc Rich loves you. Peace. You've been listening to the Doc Rich Speaks show. We hope we've stimulated your mind and inspired you to be your best self today. If you've enjoyed the show, tell some friends and join us next time on this same station. Follow Dr. Rich on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Doc Rich Speaks. You can download this podcast on Apple, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spreaker as well. In the meantime and in between time, remember you are perfectly imperfect and uniquely amazing. So just be great every single day.